0: Welcome to Play by Players, an MLSPA podcast. This show is brought to you by the players and is all about the players, both past and present, who have plied their trade in MLS. You'll hear about each player's journey into the game, their careers and life after the game, on the field and off. It's all on the table. Now here's your host, former MLS player, Bobby Boswell.
1: everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Play by Players. I am joined today by uh, a former teammate of mine, a guy that uh, I played in front of, uh, but a guy I also called a friend. He's, uh, he's got a great sense of humor. We still talk all the time, uh, send each other funny videos, but um, really he's just a, just a good dude. Everybody that I ever played with him uh, seemed to love him, uh, which says a lot because you know how weird goalkeepers can be. Um, He spent time with Chicago, D.C. United, Kansas City, Colorado, and MLS. He spent some time in uh, USL with Richmond, Charleston, Swope Park Rangers, the Charlotte Independents, and the USL. Um, He played over 120 professional games across all competition. Please welcome to the podcast the big German beer brewing, beer drinking, Jim Rat Meathead, my buddy, (laughs) Andrew Dykstra an intro that is awesome. <laughs> I, think, I think the intros are my favorite part of this whole thing and uh but no, I mean, welcome to the podcast, Happy Late Birthday first of all i know uh, I know you had our birthday earlier in the month. I want to say happy birthday? Yeah, no one noticed it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not even my wife. <laughs> yeah well it's like it's like new year's resolutions uh this year no one made them and no one cares it's just like yep. let's get this new year uh underway and see how it goes so right uh, i mean
0: with all, with all with everything everybody looking forward to 2021 you have christmas new year's and then who gives a crap january 2nd
1: <laughs> hey well, happy well birthday. Listen, I'm, I'm wishing you a happy birthday i hope uh, i hope it was a good one what uh tell me where are you where are you right now are you you in virginia
0: Northern Virginia, um, where I primarily grew up in Woodbridge. uh, It's a suburb maybe 30 minutes south of D.C. So I'm doing um, – I fell back into – stayed in soccer, I guess you could say, but fell back back into the youth ranks. Uh, So I'm working for an academy team uh, called Virginia Development Academy as well as uh, Prince William Soccer. So it's um, Prince William. It's kind of like your typical travel club team so we partnered with uh, VSA out in Haymarket the other side of the county in Prince William and formed formed an academy team competes in ECNL uh, the boys side were DA until the, that kind of fell apart recently um, but yeah I mean we got we got competitive kids uh, all, all looking to play you know top top college soccer and my job is to train train them and and get them scholarships. <laughs> awesome. Well, you jumped a little, a
1: little ahead. I always like to start it back at the beginning. I, I say that for me, the the most fun part of these, uh, these interviews is always, uh, you know, one meeting new guys or, or getting to know guys better that I didn't know. And sometimes you learn things about guys that you thought you knew. Uh, in your case, uh, it starts in Hawaii, this story. Um, right.
0: So, so yeah, board, my dad was a Marine. Um, he went 27 years, retired as a colonel, but Uh, born in Hawaii. We lived in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, then San Diego. We spent a short time in Okinawa, Japan, uh, settled in Northern Virginia. And that's where I actually played for Prince William when I was a kid. Um, Grew up with the club and then uh, went off to VCU and college.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, You know, for people that are sports fans, how does one become a masochist and become a Detroit sports fan uh, having never lived there? <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> it's a sad thing.
0: But so my uh, – because we hopped around a lot, uh, and my mom's from Rochester where uh, sports suck. Um, and then my dad was from – he's actually from Western Michigan, but he was a Detroit fan. And growing up in time of Barry Sanders, everywhere we went, he would throw, you know, Michigan football or the Detroit Lions on, on TV. Uh, so you just grew up watching those those guys and you just kind of like Barry Sanders, like what an athlete and um, kind of a guy I looked up to. And uh, yeah, I mean, I went the soccer route, obviously. I played football for a short time, but um, yeah, he, that was kind of just how I fell into it
1: yeah well, I remember you always wore the the hockey jerseys and the and the football jerseys uh and i just- i just you know i'd say you you're kind of like uh you know I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, which speaking of that, they just released barry sanders uh highlight film and and half of it is against the buccaneers yeah, right. um but but uh you know i say I always say we're just we are we aren't even good enough to have enemies um you know people just are like oh, you like that team like and they just kind of feel bad for you you know but right. um I, I thought yeah. it's, you know, I love your loyalty to the team. I just, I was a little confused as to you yeah. know Hawaii, Hawaii Woodbridge, uh, I, mean, I Detroit?
0: I could have, when I was younger, I guess I could have jumped on the, um, like the San Diego, because I was actually in San Diego when the Chargers played the Niners in the Super Bowl. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I guess I could have jumped on that bandwagon and didn't, and then, you know, I mean, my, my other choice is the redskins
1: so uh. <laughs> no listen i think it's great i think it's great i love i love like i say i love loyalty and, and no one can question yours uh, with your choice of team so right. uh, so so it's, you end up back in woodbridge right. um, you know you went to osborne park high school right uh, fun fact you are listed as a celebrity uh, are one of the notable alums uh, which is which about half the guys on the podcast are not listed myself is I'm not listed on my high school uh, in any way shape or form which is really cool about yours is you share some uh some good company and that the admiral right uh, da- David Robinson went to went to high school there
0: yeah I mean it was well before my time but I don't even think kids when I was
1: going there I knew who he was, but, <laughs> but, well, you, know, uh, but yeah. you knew who he was and you just didn't, you know, they didn't know him right. in high school for sure. Oh yeah.
0: No, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm sure the staff knew a lot more about him than than the, any of the students did, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of neat, right. Uh, come, come out of somewhere where somebody else did and, you know, and in, in Woodbridge, um, you know, like I, I'm from the same area, Allie Krieger is from. Um, so it's kind of neat, you know, like little, um, little nuggets and yeah, little nuggets and connections and things. So. Yeah, well,
1: I, I like that because I think it gives people the idea or hope that, you know, someone, someone that came from my area made it right. And, yeah. um, it gives you, gives you hope, but you, you hinted at it earlier. You, you were a three sport athlete there. Um, yeah. I, I knew about wrestling just cause I remember all the guys, you know, especially guys that would have a couple beers always wanted to try to wrestle with you. Um, <laughs> I knew you wrestled, but I didn't know you played, I didn't know you played football. What position did you play in, uh, in high school?
0: So I was, uh, I was a wide receiver, actually. Um, everybody assumes you're a soccer, you're a kicker. And um, when I wanted to play, I, um, it was, I always played like backyard football and just for fun. And I, again, like I loved fo- I loved American football. Like that was my thing, uh, just in the backyard. And I always wanted, like, Herman Moore was another guy, like a wide receiver, Brett Perriman, uh, that, were, that were in the 90s that, um, you know, I looked up to from the Detroit Lions. And I always thought, like, just being the guy for some reason, catching the ball in the end zone was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so just played in the backyard with, like, with all the neighborhood kids. And then when I went to uh, high school um, in Virginia, soccer's in the spring. Um, footballs in the fall so I and we're like one of two or three states in the country that does that so I, I went out for um, for the team my freshman year and, and made varsity and it was the first the first one to do that in, at, at Osborne Park in like 19 years or something so the first year was kind of boring and then uh, next year kind of picked up I mean about my senior year I was averaging like 70 catches and 700 yards a season so it was kind of, it was fun. And then, you know, like my soccer coach, he's always like, Oh, you're going to lift weights and get slow. And, but I was like, no, no I, I, I want to see how this goes. But, uh, I mean, you're a wide receiver, you're sprinting all the time. So, I mean, I only got faster. I only got stronger. Um, I thought they got a lot of the carryover from goalkeeping. I mean, being a goalkeeper, you're trying to jump to where, you know, someone's trying to kick a ball where you not, where you're not yeah. in football. Someone's throwing it at you. I'm like, easy <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just catch the ball like, it's not a problem but it was cool man I, I um i got recruited by a lot of like uh college championship teams like william mary and georgetown had just formed a team when i was in high school uh places like that um and then i i went to virginia tech's um like their id camp with some guys just to kind of prep for the season i actually impressed them and that uh, coach Beamer was the coach at the time uh, sat in his office. And we talked about, you know, the potential of being recruited. And then uh, in the end, they went with um, some guys in JUCO um, that they were, that were waiting to get their grades up. But anyway, I, I went back again for my soccer visit because my final visit, uh, visits were VCU and, and Virginia tech and I'm strolling around with the soccer coaches and the football coaches walk by like, Hey, thanks for like, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm like, Hey, what the hell happened? <laughs> but, but, uh, no, that was cool. It, it was, it was kind of neat. I mean, I, I always thought like if, if I had to give up soccer, it was going to be for something big. So I was thinking like, you know, Virginia tech you're on. And, and that was, I mean, that was the, the height of Virginia tech. Um, yeah. I was thinking like, Oh, you're on TV and part of the ACC and, and, uh, I was like, that I could maybe go for. Um, that and some concussions. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a different beast of, of, a, of a sport. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I guess it's funny. You mentioned it. I never think of goalies as wide receivers. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. the same way. Like, I think of kicking. Um, yeah, yeah. But did you kick also or just play wide receiver?
0: I tried. Um, but the problem was we usually
1: – you go down
0: the field and you're just like – ass tired after you know a two minute drill or something you get you, the amount of adrenaline you get from like you score a touchdown or something goes and the band and everything's going off and you're like scrambling like oh you gotta kick the extra point you like run over there and you're just like i, I went to the coach because there were there were some good soccer players at, uh, at okay at osborne park like I, half of our team went went and played college um which for high school team is pretty good so we um we had other guys that were soccer players that i was just like look dude if you're going to do this, like, I'm more than happy to just do it. <laughs> I can't. And then, then it, was, it was actually kind of a, a weird footwear thing. Um, it was like the football studs, they got a, a long stud in the, in the front. So it's really nice, like, to kind of on your takeoff and your sprint, your start. Um, and it was – but it was kind of a weird shoe to kick with. So I was like, okay, I'll wear soccer cleats, and I can do both. But it just – I didn't get the, the right amount of cut with, uh, with soccer, soccer shoes, so
1: i kind yeah, of like that. that's all right yeah. no one likes kickers anyway you know <laughs> doing <mean> that guy <laughs> uh so you kind of you kind of hinted at it and, and and by the way you were a yellow jacket in high school and oh then man. uh you know i'm sure that in your recruiting trip uh at vcu when you realized uh that they had rodney the ram Rodney the Ram, rodney the ram guys <laughs> that's vcu's
0: mascot uh, um he was genius. He, he I watched him get thrown out of a uh, a basketball game for trying to fight the uh, the ODU um, lion. Oh, it's hysterical! I thought sitting there thinking it was a joke. I'm watching it and they're like he's he's like getting in his face and I think one of so they had two mascots. They were the I can't remember what they are like some lion thing, but they got a female and a male lion, and I think there was a female in the the one suit. And she got really upset that he was, like, you know, like, kind of going above and beyond the, you know, just the normal rivalry thing. And I'm dying in the stands. i like, this is great. And, uh, like, they had to, like, escort. They had to carry off our mascot. And then there were, like, people, like, petting this female lion. <laughs> like,
1: it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. And I'm up there like, Jesus, what's going on? <laughs> I tell you what, those mascots, man, Rod- Rodney doesn't mess around.
0: No, no, he does not. <laughs>
1: All right, so, so you end up at VCU, um, right. you know, and we, and we could talk a little bit about you play a ton of games there. You got mm. some some accolades, um, you know, and, and I'd like to talk a little bit about how you got ready to at least try to go uh, play professional. Right. But you, you we kind of hinted at it as you're joking around before the, the podcast started about uh, your degree or <laughs> or degrees. Uh, right. You know, you've you got. I mean, I don't even know. And I did my homework, and I know you. Like, I, how many degrees do you have? Because I've I've seen you had like uh, masters in education, and but then it was a master's in science or sports right. science or sports studies. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, tell everyone w- what your background is here.
0: Yeah, um, talking about just education background. Yeah, or, just, yeah, or yeah. just my time at v- or VCU. No, no,
1: no, let's let's don't worry about your time at VCU as okay. much as just what you came away with, because um, right. it kind of it kind of builds into what you're doing uh, now. But we'll get gotcha. to that later. Gotcha. So I uh, I went in and actually
0: originally wanted to be an athletic trainer. Um, so my again, sorry, back up a little bit further. So v, v Virginia Tech, VCU, right? And I I wanted to always get into exercise science that type of thing. Virginia Tech at the time had a nutrition program, and I thought nutrition doesn't work out like what I don't have anything to fall back on. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and VCU had an entire sports science department where you had exercise science, analyze health. You could do nutrition, you could do athletic training, you could do like a physical therapy route. I was like, okay, I have options. Went in actually, uh, for the, uh, the freshman orientation and I sat in the room and the, the lady in the front was like the director of the health sciences department. She, she goes are any athletes in here raise your hand and she goes um you're you want to do athletic training yeah you can't do that and like, and I was like, uh okay good thing i went to vcu yeah. so but like you just you can't you can't get enough like clinic hours you with your schedule to to complete the courses so i went with um exercise science um, okay and allied health and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it, but as time went on, I, I wanted I, I wanted to be a strength coach, um, and not necessarily just working with soccer, but any you know any athletes, youth athletes especially that that needed that assistance to you know get to the next level kind of thing. Um, so I actually uh, completed that, and it was nice because a lot of the soccer players and, and girls were in the program as well from the women's team. Um, they had a hard time completing it in four years just because of the hours and you know the time and and everything else but um so the Richmond kickers are in are in uh Richmond so what I would do and I just enjoyed college that much that uh and Richmond area in general um I would stay in the summer take a summer course play with the Richmond kickers um get 20-30 games in the summer um turn right around start playing for VCU do as much as I could so I finished in four years because I t- kept doing um, summer courses. Um, and at the same time, obviously, just playing a ton of games, which is, I mean, that's what makes schoolkeepers, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I-, I was done in four. And then I knew I-, I was like, I feel like I'm on the cusp of doing something in terms of preparing myself professionally. Um, but I-, I knew I wasn't ready and I knew more time could help. So I stayed for my fifth season. They offered me, they said, well, you could double major. Or you can start working on your master's degree. Um, so there was, a, it actually has become a very well-known program. It's called sports leadership. So uh, I got a master's of science in sports leadership, but the way I describe it to people is it's, what is is, is um like each class is based around a different job in athletic department. So you learn everything, like, um, you know, business and managing athletes and sports media and all that stuff um but it's 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 a it's, it's a growing program um on the east coast and it's great man they they actually turn that 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 degree in, into something cool um but uh but yeah did finish- DC,
1: did DC united staff know that you had this degree when we were there <laughs> where the hell was that where was that where just was that when we needed it you could have just said hey i'm i'm actually educated in all this uh, i could help this organization
0: out. <laughs> just walking around going that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong <laughs> that was a it was a great case study um <laughs> yeah but uh
1: still it's still ongoing
0: yeah of course but i right. yeah it was, it was it was i mean it was good man and then i um like again i thought i was gonna be a strength coach so i i went and became a. Um, I actually finished that so maybe 2011 or 2012. So I was what's, I was what's what's that the CSC? Uh, oh, CSCS the um, the strength conditioning certification. Yeah. Yeah. So I finished that in 2012, and around the same time, I actually finished my master's online because I, I did that while I was in Chicago, which was brutal. Being in your first, <laughs> being in your first, like your first, like right, like in college, you go what four four months, like pretty hard and then you're done um we get four months in the season and i'm like (laughs) like it's 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 the start of summer
1: (laughs) it's warming up yeah it's warming up
0: so i used to hear all the time like it's a marathon it's not a sprint and and i definitely remember that but um
1: Okay. Well, but you're getting, you're getting ahead. You, you you bring up Chicago. I got one of the, the Chicago jerseys over my shoulder for those watching this on YouTube. Tell me a little bit about uh, Chicago. I know that John Bush uh, is coming off, I think goalie of the year, a uh, year or two before. And you know, there's only two spots, but they bring you in anyway.
0: Right. So there were, there were two, they were saying, we're cutting the reserve league. Um, we have three goalkeepers. We're only keeping two. Um, my thought process is I'll go in. I'll, I'll, you know, do my best. I'll probably get cut, go play in the USL. Um, I'm like, this is my end. But at the end of it, they pull me aside. They're like, we had no idea, you know, who you were, what you were about, who you existed. Um, I'm like, surprise, <laughs> but uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> you have a crack. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, shocker. We, we didn't know that there were decent soccer players somewhere in this country, but, um, yeah. They, they said, <laughs> I'll never forget it. They're like, how, how well off is your family? <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean? And they go, well, we want to offer you a developmental contract. And lucky for me, it went from 12 to 18 grand. So, um, I, but I was lucky Gonzalo Cigares uh, was a teammate of mine at VCU and was playing uh, for Chicago. So, um, his roommate had just got traded to Toronto, um, he said, look, you pay me 600 bucks towards rent. He said, we're, we're square. So coincidentally, that's exactly what my checks were. <laughs> six hundred dollars. Well, for, the,
1: for those, for those that don't know, he, uh, he's the, the senior, the junior and senior developmental contracts were around when the reserve league happened. And I, I was on a junior developmental, it was $11,500 back in 2005. And right. if you made it up to the senior contract, uh, senior, Developmental that was seventeen five, which I think it, when you joined it was eighteen thousand. Right. Um, and if you played a little bit, which ends up happening in your story, you end up getting moved up to a full yeah, roster yeah. spot, which is just south of uh usually around thirty thousand a year, which is a uh, that's a ton of money in the Chicago area.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I freaking love Chicago, man. What a city. I I, I would if I had an opportunity. I, convinced the way <laughs> but but it was cool man I and I I mean so we we go we go halfway through the year um we were playing some friendlies get the, the number two didn't he was not doing so well and and they they just let him go we didn't have guaranteed contracts so let him go gave me his contract which was 36 there you and, go, and I felt Balling. like I felt like a freaking
1: <laughs> baller. You're, you're like, Mom, I'm gonna remember you when I get when. Yeah, you know. exactly. It's like I, I'm saving up for your house,
0: Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well,
1: well, that yeah, team, that 2009 team was um was a hell of a squad, and right. uh, I I would love to talk about Blanco, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you have any stories or any that you can tell, um, but. But I mean, y'all, y- yeah. y'all, y'all went to the finals, I think, for uh, of a couple, you know, Eastern Conference final. Right. I think you were in the uh, uh, Super League of final, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, a heck of a team, right?
0: Yeah, we were. I mean, uh, Brian McBride, um, Tamo Blanco, Justin Mapp, uh, Chris Rolfe. I mean, dude. Condé. Yeah, yeah, Condé. Dude, it, it was a great team, um, and it was fun to be a part of. I learned a lot um it was cool man and then it it was unfortunate um so after that two my the first year um go on that run and they didn't dennis hamlet was the coach right and his contract expired and he went to the eastern conference finals two years in a row and they they just let it expire and they went and grabbed the mexican coach and uh I mean it, it was just kinda it was a little confusing if it's looking back it's even more silly but um it was a little confusing at the time and but I saw it as a as like a, a clean slate to um to go in and compete for a position and um the next year they, they moved Bushy to San Jose and um gave me the starting role and um Sean Johnson was, was the guy I was uh competing with which is I mean, it was great to, to train with him and um, but it was awesome and I, I thought you know a young guy and starting and and um I thought that would have meant something, but they 're like uh yeah, we screwed up we uh we ran out of roster space and sean 's g generation Adidas and conway 's guaranteed contract and guess who's getting the, the, you're, on the, the you're on the way out yeah it was unbelievable
1: um uh, so i want to you know we talk a little bit about um some of your time in in chicago obviously some some great uh great experiences played with some great players um you know and then you kind of hinted at going on trial and, and then ended up in charleston um i don't necessarily want to talk a whole lot about your time in uh in usl i mean you had a lot of success there you played a ton of games um, you know, I know you won the pro title in that uh, in Charleston, but really, I just want to talk a little bit more about um, the the. There seems to be this negative connotation for the American player that they don't want to go to. Um, or I don't know if connotation is the right word. Perception uh, about going to the USL, and and I think it's it's really a, a time now where it's more important that guys get games. Especially with the way the league's going and, and the money they're allowed to spend on foreign foreign players, uh, what do you you know now that you've you've been through probably more USL and MLS games than than most guys I can think of um, you know what what was your mentality in terms of uh, how you handled it and what's your message to guys nowadays about you know what, whether they should do that or not?
0: yeah it I and mean, the landscape's changed a little bit, but you know when i when I came in i and I was offered that developmental contract by Chicago, I'm like, Do I take this and be a backup or do I go u s l and get games and um you know, I remember Bushy telling me he's like games are everything, I'm telling you games are everything and looking back, he probably didn't want competition, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, he was that kind of guy, but the
1: old, the old Jedi.
0: Yeah. But he, um, I, I think he was honest and, and he, uh, you know, he, he was, he had me on the fence. Um, what do I do? And I, I was like, no, nah, I, I need this chance. Um, and, um, I think it was, I don't think I played any USL games while I was at Chicago, but, um, you know, I, I understood his message and, and the importance is like later on um, because I, I got that season with Charleston. Right. And then uh, I was just, I was messing around coming to practices for DC United when I could. And cause I was, you know, close to home. Um, and then when they picked me up and they said, Hey, you know, we got this relationship with uh, Richmond and um, they offer games and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like if it's, your game fit, your game ready. I mean, even when I was finishing up my career, um, I I would play loan games for Charlotte, and Colorado was saying, you know, Timmy's a little Tim Howard's a little older. We don't really know what's going to happen. He's injured last year. Uh, we need a a goalkeeper that's game ready, you know. Um, so just going to doing that. I, I mean, especially for goalkeepers, dude, like to to read the game. Um, for timing, anticipation, uh, game, you know, game, controlling games, uh, um, in terms of slowing it down, speeding up, like getting all those things is so valuable. Um, I mean, I'm always going to say for goalkeepers, that's a great route. Um, for field players, I'm sure there's, there's value to it all. Um, but I've seen, I've definitely seen some players kind of get, um, Either pigeonholed as like the USL guy, or that's kind of in some, as you've seen in some um, some clubs, that's kind of a way to keep players out of their hair. Um, yeah, you know, it's well, more of an
1: excuse. I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like you have to develop, and, and a lot of these guys that are like they <laughs> see themselves as MLS players, but they don't, they don't ever play, and then no one ever sees what they can do. And, and True. you know, I always said the the worst thing that could happen to you is you're not a starter on a bad team. Um, right right and and you know I think that's that's the that's the one that'll get you and, and really put you in a box as opposed to right. you know if you're willing to go play games and, and get minutes you know and if you look at it from an experience standpoint of you know I know you loved um, some of the guys you played with in some of those places and um, you know you maybe didn't see yourself in that role but you definitely made the most of the of the time while you were there and, yeah. and that's the part guys you know it's like you're never gonna play, you're angry about not even getting a look all you do is do fitness you don't ever you don't even like that's the biggest thing is guys don't even get reps like so you don't yeah. even know what a guy what a backup guy can do because he's you've never even seen him other than in in a scrimmage on the weekends or some preseason games where they play thirty five minutes right and yeah, that
0: yeah that's no, true and i and I got the good end of it i think um so my first year at d c the um the goalkeeper for Charleston, who's now, he's one of the, one of the backups at Atlanta, but he had, he had like broke his leg or torn his meniscus, something like that. So Charleston calls DC and goes, can we have Andrew on loan? And DC said, well, no, we're going to, he's going to stay here and train. Um, and I said, I'll go to Charleston on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have a problem with this. So it, it was, it was fine until the end of the year and you kind of getting burnt out. But that year we, we won the USL. Um, you know, I, I you know play all these games and you had something, like you said, have something to show. Um, unfortunately, being a DC United, I, that wasn't enough. And um the next year they loaned me out to Richmond, and that was that was the 2013 three wins in the year, DC United. Um so while everybody's miserable as hell in the locker room, I was just <laughs> I think we went on a 23 23- game unbeaten streak at richmond kickers which (laughs) was amazing yeah (laughs) you you took all the you took all the good you took all the good luck and took it to richmond i did dude it was but but i mean talk about a shoving up your ass kind of mentality you know you come in the locker room every day just like you know look at what i'm doing like, like see how and then i was goalkeeper of the year and um at the end of it we unfortunately we we won the league but we didn't win the the title in the playoffs um but it, yeah i mean it, it it was it was then that was what turned finally turned it around for me at dc yeah well
1: i'm glad that you took all that good luck because uh the team sucked and then they brought in a <laughs> bunch of new guys and that was where you and i got to uh got to cross paths as teammates as opposed to playing right. against each other and right uh, it was awesome you you taught me german and I taught, you, I taught you how to fish and we had some complete psychopaths on our team. And oh, it was just, it was just a, a good time. I mean, uh, you, could write
0: a, you could write a book about that group.
1: <laughs> I can write a book about a lot of teams that that group, um, you know, unfortunately, like I said, there was some, uh, there was some really good times and there were some really questionable times. One of the questionable times um, I hinted at, I talk about this in the, in the buildup to this, uh, I didn't find my Fulham jersey uh,
0: oh <laughs> was this
1: Fulham game. And, you know, for fans out there that love when guys play game, or, you know, your 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 team plays a European team or a, a South American team or a Central American team, uh, just so you all know, the players usually hate it. Um, in our case <laughs> in D.C., we had to travel down the middle of the season in the summer to Jacksonville, Florida – to play a game I think on it wasn't turf but it was damn near yeah it was pretty it, it, was, it was pretty hard. tough
0: grass yeah
1: and we played Fulham who was in the championship who didn't want to be there they didn't care about the game and I don't even feel like there were any fans like it wasn't like a big selling game um nope. <laughs> and we filled it a team uh some guys that had never even played in a game ever I remember that playing you know and I, and and they put us out there to be competitive I mean heck I could go into the. My breakfast stories get. We stayed at like a Holiday Inn Express, couldn't even get like a fresh, fresh breakfast. I know I sound real first world there, but it's like, you want me to take the game seriously and I'm supposed to eat uh, all these bagels. <laughs> I'm supposed to choose between cornflakes out of the little spinny thing or a box, a square box of fruit Loops uh, for my pregame meal uh, for the one o'clock kickoff game uh, or whatever it was. So, uh, the reason that game's really important though. Um, is that, unfortunately, you, you tore your Achilles in that game. I remember that, too. Yeah, blew the hell out of it. Yeah, it was bad. I, I um, It was just
0: simple. guy was coming down on the wing, and you could tell he's, like, uh, getting ready to cross the ball. And I'm kind of backing up, backing up. And as soon as he hit it, I planted my back foot, my left foot, and went to take off. And it felt like somebody had come by and just, you know, like when someone just kicks you in the back of the leg. That's it's what it felt like. Yeah um, I've heard I, it's
1: like getting hit hitting, hitting the back of the leg with a rock but there's no yeah. one there's no one that threw anything at you.
0: Yeah and it was bizarre dude cuz I so I I um I take off it that you know, whack it hurts like hell I I just, like, stumble into the floor and I'm like trying to get up and scramble back to the goal little did I know my calf was not attached to my foot. <laughs> but I'm uh I'm like scrambling scrambling I fell down referee blows a whistle to stop and I turned to the like just the nearest forward that was in the box and I was like, what the hell is your problem? And the guy I remember the guy look on my face like, What is your problem? <laughs> so I'm like, the referee comes over, I'm like, this freaking guy kicked me in the back of the leg. I'm like, you didn't see it. And he's like, No one kicked you, sir. And I'm like, No, no, he kicked me. <laughs> so yes. But I uh I, I go I turned over, I go, dude, can I can I try and walk this off? And he goes, Yeah, sure. So I stand up and I, I just went to just set my foot down and there was just, there was nothing there. Yeah. And I'm like, whoops. So I, they cart me off and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars orthopedist was there. And he's like, you see how I want to squeeze this leg? Like your foot kind of moves. And he squeezes the other leg. He's like, yeah, your foot's dead. He's like, you got a ruptured Achilles. I'm like,
1: ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: Like, nope, 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 not happening. But yeah, they, they bring me back and Ben Olson's like, you all right? I'm fine. Totally fine. Yeah, I was not fun.
1: Well, another fun tidbit, just because it's relevant, uh, I think Moussa Dembele's about to sign with Atletico Madrid. Um, he was playing for Fulham that day as a young oh, guy, really? and he, like, killed us. I think he scored two goals. And uh, <laughs> it helps – it doesn't help when the center back split and then passed the ball to him in the middle and let him go one-on-one <laughs> with him twice. But after the game, I asked him, I said, do you want to trade? I said, I like, your jersey, and he was like, why? And I was like, cause I want a Fulham Jersey and I want yours. And he was like, no, like, <laughs> he was like, no, these are like preseason shirts. We can't trade them. And I was like, really? Like you're not going to trade with me. And he was like, I don't know why you would want my Jersey. And like, I'm still, I, I swear I have a Fulham Jersey uh, somewhere, but I, I wanted his and it was funny cause I remember being this guy, like thought he sucked and he he's now still kind of relevant. Um, yeah. But definitely. let's let's fast forward so you rehab uh it's a heck of a heck of a year um heck of a way to end a year rather and then i know uh achilles is usually a year 10 months minimum um i know you rush back um you know dc has no problem uh rushing guys back if that's not fair to dc everybody has no problem rushing guys back and not just soccer but it seems all sports um you know, tell me a little bit about uh, how you dealt with that injury, and then we can, yeah. you know, talk a little bit about how you did too many Olympic lifts and, and threw a disc in your back.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I um, – yeah, I, I kept – everybody kept saying, you know, you're you're probably going to hit eight months and you'll feel like you're ready, but the spring and strength you have in your leg is not going to be like sufficient enough to do what you're used to doing. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, my, my, in my head, I'm going, yeah, we're going to test that theory. <laughs> um, but I got to that point, and then Bill went down, and we were in the Champions League, right? So we went to Costa Rica to play a game, and I probably, I mean, now I, wait, I think I was maybe at the nine to 10 month
1: mark. I think it was um, like seven months, to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, I remember, anyway, I remember, and, and, you know, coaches, they they'd rather go with a known quantity, right? And they wanted right. they wanted you in there. I know you wanted to be in there as opposed to I think it was Travis, um, right? But I mean that we didn't no. we didn't yeah. really set you up for a lot
0: of success with that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm trying to. I still have the. Uh, the habit of trying to be political, but I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) That's one great thing about you, Bobby. Well, it sucked. (laughs) That sucked for me too. You know, I mean everything about
1: that game sucked. Uh, I hate champions league. I mean, I hate champions league. I'm not shy about my Mm -hmm. dislike for it. And um, you know, people don't understand, like uh, they just think we're supposed to be innately better than uh, any country. That's not Mexico. And it's like, no, you can go get your ass whooped in Costa Rica, uh, you know, playing on a, a really small turf field where they, they hate you and they want to score, you know, they score five, they want to score 12, you know? But I I was probably under
0: like, I mean, in a, almost the seven, eight months, whatever it was, I trained maybe a couple of weeks. Um, There was no real analysis of my injury or, you know, where I was pre or post or anything. It was just kind of like, you feel good. All right. We trust you. and I, uh, I mean, and part of that is I don't want anybody taking my spot or getting games that I, you know. And you're always playing that in your head. Um, but I, um, um, yeah, I played that game and, and I remember giving up just two shit goals. And we ended up getting pounded four nothing. I was at four nothing, four one, something like that.
1: And it was like five five one or 5-2. was it two. that bad? <laughs> so yeah, I, it, we gave we hung they hung five on us. I remember right?
0: that. So I, I walk away, and of course, you get every you know, D.C. fan sitting on their couch telling me how, how terrible I was and it doesn't, it doesn't help when you, you have every Costa Rican uh, reporter standing there go, you know, asking me in broken English, you know, why do you suck? You're like, <laughs> fuck. Wait, I don't think good. that
1: translates the same way, guys. <laughs> so,
0: but it was, you know, you just have to stand in, in front of the locker room and explain why, you know – without without using an excuse you know why why things went wrong, and uh, just not our day, and give the old you know the cliche things and um yeah, but came back and and continued my efforts and um fortunately got back to the point of playing again,
1: yeah. yeah well i mean i i you know i don't uh i I love playing you know with you, and we, we you know anyone that uh doesn't understand the day to day life right you you're you're matched up and paired with guys, you know, uh, especially guys that are uh, in the 18, you're playing against and with each other all the time. So I always enjoyed our time together. I know uh, we especially had a good time when Tally was there, um, <laughs> you know, just knew him from Houston and then uh, to have another, uh, I, I say, funny weirdo around, uh, <laughs> you know, the three, three amigos, but um, you know, let's, I, I don't want to uh, do it any we could talk a little bit more about DC. I I have a couple of questions I might sprinkle in, but let's talk a little bit about, um, let's fast forward. You end up going to Kansas city. And the only real reason I want to talk about Kansas city, other than uh, I love Peter Vermes, you know, I think it's great that you got to, to go there and, and, you know, experience that club. Uh, But I saw an interview you did where um, at that point you'd kind of, I think accepted that you were fighting to be, you know, you were saying I'm going to be the best backup that I can be right. uh, and, and show them that I'm ready with the idea that eventually a club will come get me. And and that's kind of the the thing I want to talk about is I don't think you ever saw yourself as a backup. I know I didn't, uh, I never looked at guys as a backup. I always thought it was, uh, you know, some guys had one one chance and they could be uh, the starter from that point forward. I'd seen it so many times. Right. Um, but But how do you, You know, in that interview, you're really honest kind of with yourself and and the the fans of Kansas City. Um, You know, how do you – how did you handle being a a guy that maybe for whatever reason, whether it was – you know, you did get uh, some first team minutes at at Mm -hmm. different clubs, but at the same time, you know, whether it was circumstance or coaching, um, you know, you kind of – injuries, it just wasn't always in the cards (laughs) for you to to be the the full-time starter. Right. Yeah, um,
0: it's tough and it's, it, it's, it's hard because, you know, you, you can't always be honest, right? In, in interviews or even with your coaches sometimes and, um, you put on a persona of, you know, I'm going to be the team player and I'm going to do my part and blah, 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 And inside your head you're going, I'm going to take this dude's spot. Um, it's like, I don't, I don't care what you think I'm better than him or whatever. Um. No, I I always knew and I am I'm the same. And and that's why I tell people, you know, go back to our conversation about USL. I'm like, you're one good way, one good game, one good play, one, you know, from from someone seeing that and taking a chance on you and you just you going from 0 to 60. Um and it's, that's athletics, that's sport. Um or the other way, you know. Um I mean Ben Olsen could have completely thrown me under the bus and after that Costa Rica game, but he didn't. Um you know, which is, which I always appreciated, but, um, it's a sport, man. And, but I, you know, I always knew I could be a starter. It was just like, where, where am I going to fit? Like what club? Right. I go into Chicago and behind the former goalkeeper of the year. Um, I prove myself, I get bounced out of Chicago with a freaking like, I'm gonna call it technicality. (laughs) It It was just weird. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, I go to DC, I have to prove myself all over again. I get game time. I'm like, okay, I in. now you're sitting with Bill and me in the national team, you know, and then he becomes a goalkeeper of the year. I, then I went to Kansas City and is goalkeeper of the year. <laughs> so it's like
1: yeah. yeah, it's tough, man. You know, and
0: and sprinkling uh you know, potentially career ending injuries in there and and uh and everything else and bad agents. Um I will not hide from that. I had some some poor agents. Um, And I struggled with that. It was unfortunate, but um, yeah, man, it just rough road. But do do you do
1: you ever place like uh, you know? It sounds like you're throwing some blame on the agents. Do you ever? I mean, do you have? And I and I don't want to push. I'm definitely not trying to push this narrative at all. But um, you know, do you have? For me, goalkeeping is the hardest position on the field because you you can be a a great goalie and never get a chance. Um, Do you ever? have any like ill will towards coaches or is it more just like the circumstances of the, you understand what it is. And and it's only one guy until it's not, you know, Uh, it's only one guy till your name is called.
0: It's always a common. It's a combination of a lot of stuff, man. I, I mean, you, you have, you have agents, you have coaches, you have um, relationships between all those guys, GMs, your performance. And there's a, there's a mixture of all those things to some degree as to why you're, you're – where you're at, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and I'll, I'll never name names, but, I mean, through my career and, and years, I've seen goalkeepers that released from, from preseasons that I've trained with, and I'm going, man, I, I don't know how he's going to make it. And three years after I'm retired, he's still around. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, like yeah. h- how come a guy – like a young kid that, you know, had a starting year at Chicago – get bounced out of league with no one picking them up, you know, like there's just, but there's just, there's other things at, at play that I'll never understand. But, you know, I, I kind of always saw and to some degree still see um, with some clubs that it, the MLS is a boys club um, who they hire, who they bring in, who they like, um, you know, and they have relationships with agents, right? I mean, it's human nature and it's going to happen where, um, you know, someone needs a goalkeeper or a forward or somebody and they're gonna rely on their best friend agent that they go and get beers with and they figure something out, you know. I I'm not saying that is an excuse to me, I'm just saying that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes you're on you're on the winning end of that and sometimes you're not. Um and, and that's just the way it is. Um and I'm sure it is with other sports and I've I've complained, I've had the same conversation with um friends of mine that played in Germany or, or other places, in England, and they go, yeah, you think it's different, but it's, it's kind of kind of the same thing everywhere.
1: Yeah. And uh, listen, I'm out of the game um, on, for the most part. And, and uh, I, I think it's like that in the real world too, right? Nepotism. Uh, yeah. it, it works. Sometimes you're the benefactor and sometimes you're not. And, um, you know, I think you've got a really level head about it. And, and um, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy hearing you say things like Ben Olsen had my back um, because I think a lot of guys uh, wouldn't be so big about it. Right. And they blame him for, for not getting an opportunity with certain things. And um, you know, I, I, I enjoy that. I think it's mature. And um, you know, at the end of the day, like you're, you're a good dude and you're happy and um, you got a family and you're, you're doing what you got to do to support them, which actually is a perfect segue uh, you know i know when we played together in dc you were uh, i think uh, helping out coaching at maramount um, hey. and then you've started your own uh goalkeeping academy and and is is it Dyke sports
0: yeah 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 so that i i spelled it so my name is d y k s t r a um the dutch spelling my d- name is d i j k s t r so i just i rolled it into d, you know Dyke sports and well, I didn't want to, because everybody knows me as a goalkeeper, and I didn't want to just limit myself to that. Being a strength conditioning specialist, I, I thought I could help people with um, um, other athletics and doing speed and agility work, and and I have. I worked with a couple youth football players. Um, one, to keep digging into that, see where it goes. But I mean, for the for the most part, the clientele's been goalkeepers, and that's where I kind of kind of yeah make.
1: That's your, that's your bread and butter. And, and uh, for those that don't um, follow uh, Dykstra on social media, he's on Instagram. You can always see, uh, see him doing some really weird uh, core exercises that are damn near impossible to do. He's a, he is a specimen of a human uh, and his, his abilities. Um, But that kind of talk about your role now. Um, You know, you, we talked a little bit about your certifications and your, your degree uh, you you kind of hinted at the developmental academy. Um, you're the director of goalkeeping, the director of sports performance. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you impacting kind of the the youth uh, in America and <clears throat> the, the next phase right. of, of your career?
0: Right. So I, I saw a, a gap in our system. Um, I mean, unfortunately, like, you know, countries in Europe, kids have to pay to play. It's the way it is. Um, MLS clubs don't have billions of dollars invested to, to bring kids in and play for free. Um, Some do, some do a good job of it. um, And others don't. Um, But generally speaking, it's, it's just the system we're in. Um, And I've always, I always liked youth athletes because I always worked with them when I was playing professionally. Um, You know, they're not in college yet. Uh, They're hung. They're super hungry. Um, Especially when you get the kids that they're like, that's, that's all their thing. Like that's their training, man. They, they're all about it. And there's no, there's less that taints them, right? They don't, they don't have a scholarship to worry about. They don't have a contract to worry about. It's just purely I need to get better because this is where I want to go. Um, and I, I've, I remember being that way, you know, with my football coach in high school and um, who was actually a wide receiver for the um, Pittsburgh and 49ers. So I, I, I mean, just learning things from him. And I remember being that hungry. And I was like, you know, I want to help those kids. Um, but on a, on a professional level in my job, uh, so the director of of sports performance, I helped with uh, a lot of periodization and curriculum design and injury prevention protocols, trying to just, you know, keep the girls from knee injuries, um, a, a lot, a lot more than anything else. But, um, just trying to, you know, keep everybody fresh and healthy. And I kind of act as a consultant within the club to all the coaches and directors. Um, you know, this is a good idea. This is not a bad idea. Run nutrition. I'm not a nutritionist, but you, you're educated in that yeah. stuff. I mean, basics.
1: You, you've got, right. you, you know, you you know, your nutrition yeah. stuff, right? So you're, it's, you're, you're one of the few guys we've interviewed that's retired. That doesn't have the old double chin. <laughs>
0: Nice little beer gut hiding underneath yeah, the camera. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that's, that's that's a weird compliment
1: coming from me. So, you know, you got to yeah, take this. Yeah. But no, go ahead. It's sorry, great. I interrupted. I interrupted.
0: No, 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 no. Sorry. I, so, yeah, I mean, so that's that's that side of it. Um, And, and I kind of get to use a little bit of my exercise science bit and my strength conditioning stuff. Kids come to me privately about um, I contracted with a oh a, a, uh, weight room out in Manassas, uh United Sports Plex to kind of uh to have the, the ability to train them um in weights and injury prevention, speed, uh, training, a lot of stuff. It's all rolled into strength and conditioning. So um, then obviously the director goalkeeping. It's a tough role um because I've got a lot of kids. So with the the PWSI, the, the travel program, I've got about 40 kids that roll in and out of training during the week. Um, then there's the academy team that I have 24 goalkeepers um, uh, ranging from 13 to 18 or so. Um, and those are the ones that are, we gotta, we gotta travel to showcases. I gotta network with college coaches. I gotta, um, you know, try and get those kids a home. Um, and it's, it, it can be,
1: it can be good work. Um, do you, Do you feel like, you know, I, I know, I know more about your past, uh, some of it from telling me, I, I also, uh, I, I listened to your, uh, your recent podcast with, uh, with my buddy, Greg Roach, uh, yeah, where you talk, man, dude. <laughs> yeah, you talk a little bit about, um, you know, more about the, the, the area specific yeah. uh, situations, kind of dealing with the pandemic. This one's a little more uh, beyond that. Do, do you feel like from where you were um as a player goalkeeper to where these kids are getting the coaching now, um, do you feel like it's miles ahead of 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 where you are and, and i I really kind of am loading this question as uh what's the future look like as someone who's in that in that landscape now uh kind of controlling it
0: yeah it's it depends i'm gonna say it depends where you are it's either very scary or it's very bright um for instance, the guy that, that does the technical director job at with VDA, like he's he's done, he's got his A license, he's done academy courses for United Soccer, and he takes it very seriously. Um, he hires people that um, are invested in full time, and there's there's a curriculum we go to through. Um, there's expectations, there's training, there's um, and, and I mean whether the coaches have or have not been to the level. They hold the kids accountable and to a high level. Um, and there's kids we've pushed on to DC United. We had a kid, two kids, one lead for,
1: for Griffin Yao was one of them.
0: Right. Um, then we had two kids last year. One is now in Atlanta's academy, and the other one's in Cincinnati's academy. So I mean, they're they're picking off our kids, um, and hopefully getting you know somewhere where those kids can develop and become professionals. But like I, I'm pretty proud of what we're doing here. Um, then again, uh, I've been, like, I just went to a showcase in Florida in Orlando. Um, and you just, you start networking and talking and talking and talking, meeting people and you're finding these guys, some guys that are, you know, 300 pound dude who, you know, it, he doesn't have a background, but he's sucking money out of, you know, kids in nowhere, Ohio. And you're like, dude, like,
1: yeah. it's business.
0: Yeah, it's a business Um, and and you just you question it um, and you wonder or some of them, you know, I I sit down. I sat down with some people from the pride and and um, talking about curriculum and periodization and program design and this and that. And and it's just it's not always the same everywhere, Um, even in some MLS academies. It's just not or women's the women's side, the women's side as well. Um, they're just, they're not doing enough, but it's just hit or miss. I mean, it just depends on who, who's in charge and who wants to take it where, you know, where it should be. Um, but like I said, a lot of it's private and, um, like we're, we're a nonprofit. Um, but there's others that, I mean, they're revenue based and they, they really want, uh, they really want to make a buck on it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and for better or worse, but
1: well um, let's let's talk about uh two things and then I'll let you get going what's what's the you know i always thought at some point you'd be owning a brewery um and and we'll we'll talk me, about we'll talk too. about some home brewing <laughs> home <laughs> home brewing next um i realize a brewery costs a lot of money yeah <laughs> um, it does but uh, <laughs> but but, uh, <laughs> but what about what's next for you in terms of uh what's you know where would you like to see you know yourself go i mean are you you're obviously a coach and you, you talk about training, wanting, wanting to train athletes in all sports, you know, maybe right. more on the personal training and uh, the whole, the whole holistic view of, of what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, or are you, you know, would you be open to MLS USL coaching as well, or are you just kind of taking it as it comes?
0: Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's, it's kind of a loaded question for me. So when I left, um, MLS when I made a decision like this is this is it um I mean I had a family support and I was offered jobs as a coordinator insurance. yeah insurance. one one was insurance um which I I met the guys and I was I was just like I can't do this to myself like ah <laughs> I not going to do it when it.
1: these guys I hate it when other athletes <laughs> call me I don't want to be that guy
0: <laughs> so um then the next was like uh someone wanted to be, to be a, a coordinator for like, I mean, this is like the little kickers, you know, type stuff, like yep. under
1: fours. And yep, yep. you have to so- drive all they soccer shots here in, in Texas.
0: Yeah. So like, you're going to drive all around Northern Virginia, um, you know, making sure the coaches are doing a good job and signing and blah, blah, blah. How much like 40 grand. I'm like, Northern Virginia, yeah, like you're out of your freaking mind. And then I'm like, you realize that Northern Virginia is some insane traffic. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Um, and I, I just kind of stumbled into my job because there was a vacancy, um, and the guys had me, Cj Sapong and Ali Krieger's jersey on the wall because we all came through PWSI. Um, and I just walked in. I said, look, you got, you guys I'm, know who I am. I'm that one. <laughs> No nope, left. Yep, that. <laughs> William Forster. I'm that guy. Yeah, exactly. So, I, but um, yeah, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. Kind of coming into it, it was like, you know, obviously the goalkeeping's I mean obvious, um, but the you know the strength and conditioning. I and I tried to pitch myself to obviously you know make more money and be make myself valuable to the club. Um, they recently gave me a um, one of our travel programs to run. So I, you know, I get to kind of use that sports admin side of my stuff. Um, as I'm going, I'm trying to figure out what's going to kind of show itself. Um, I can't, I can't speak on it, but um, you know, I was, I had an option to uh, coach professionally and I, it just wasn't the right thing to do at the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm actually kind of waiting on an offer and we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, there's things like that that come across, and and just trying to find the right thing and the right fit. And um, I, I mean, to get back in the MLS would be awesome. Uh, I, I think I have something of value to show, and I, you know, now I'm starting to get uh, to kind of grow a portfolio. You know, if if you if you would, I mean, trying to do the you know the goalkeeper because that's the next thing is everybody wants to do periodization and curriculums and like show that you're actually geared towards something with the ebbs and flows yeah. of a season and uh, organization from physical... yeah exactly it's yeah. funny how those what, words. Is, what is this plan <laughs> what is your plan sir yeah but but uh yeah i i mean to get back in the mls would be awesome um you know i i think i have a a good way of dealing with people professionally and and um you know dealing with soccer parents and coaches and things like that and kind of doing that piece I'm like it's it's not so bad and um you know but my kids are young I have certain freedoms that you know maybe later I won't I mean college is always another option yeah we have northern Virginia you I mean just within like a commuter distance you've got American GW Georgetown George Mason uh I mean there's a couple division three schools in the area um you know I I, I'm I'm trying to figure out, but I'm just kind of waiting um, to see what presents itself. But in the meantime, just making the most of, of what I'm doing
1: now. Well, no, I think it's great. I, I, I love that guys, you know, especially guys that uh, love the game are able to stay in it. And like you said, it's tough because you have a family. You can't just, you can't just, uh, oh yeah, I got offered the, uh, the assistant coaching job in Columbus. Like you just can't uproot your family or, Oh, hey, it's uh, Montreal. There's an opening. And it's like, oh, we're moving to Canada, honey. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I think it's great that you're still in it. And um, you know, I, I think that for a lot of people, a lot of fans, you know, you played uh, kind of all around, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I know that you are a fan favorite, especially among the the beer drinking uh, career, You were one of the few players that I played with that, uh, <laughs> you could drink at social events and the coaches didn't get mad. Cause you were, <laughs> I was the beer guy. <laughs> you were the ger- You were the big German, uh, you know, and it was like, Oh, that's Dykstra, you know, and, and to be fair, you were more mature than anyone else drinking. So it wasn't that big a deal, but, um, no, no, no. but no, man, I, I think, uh, I, I joked around that we could do a whole podcast on, uh, on just, craft beer and you could explain uh, to, to to dummies like me uh you know what's what are you know when when you say hops are you talking about when you jump
0: um, <laughs> you it, jump into the ward
1: you... <laughs> yeah. so um but i i saw that you know you you have some other people reaching out to you that are a lot more knowledgeable on those subjects um <laughs> yeah. but really i just i just want to say thanks for for coming on the podcast and uh it's great to check in and and see that you're you're doing well um you know i thank you for your time and. Uh, even though you didn't take my advice and uh, not have three children, um, uh, it's good to it's good to see you, uh, you know, <laughs> t- taking the taking taking the responsibility seriously and and, right. uh, and and helping your family and and helping the game. So um, you know, I I think I encourage everyone to follow him on uh, on social media. He, he's got some great posts uh, with his family and with his workouts and with his beer. So yeah,
0: uh, and and I'm smoking my own meat now too
1: they oh that's the uh, other one yeah that's yeah. that's like kind of you're in that phase of like that 35 to like 40 year old male like <laughs> like what we can't we we can't post about anything anymore like oh let's like, let's post left. about let's post Meat about <laughs> food yeah food uh dude it's awesome well it's a great hobby. well thank you uh thank you for coming on and uh you know i hope everyone enjoyed uh, another episode of play by players with andrew dykstra yeah, thanks bud Thank you for listening to Play by Players. Visit playbyplayerspod.com for more episodes or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This has been a production of the MLSPA. Learn more at mlsplayers.org.